Hi, weirdos. I'm Deidre, and welcome to Weird Animal Facts Explicit, a show dedicated to the weird, odd, unusual, gross, and oftentimes disturbing facts about animals. For the month of July, we are looking at the iconic animals of the Wild West. Last week, we learned about two very weird lizards, and today, we will chase after our next two animals in a more comedic fashion. For those of you who missed last week, let me update you. Seeing that July is the home month for America's independence, I decided that this month we'd focus on animals that call one of the most American places home, the Wild West. <laughs> if there was ever anything more iconic than this podcast, okay, maybe not that, um, let's try that again. If there was ever anything more iconic than animals, it might be Looney Tunes. And with the brand new Space Jam movie being released this week, what better way to celebrate the American Wild West than talking about two desert animals that Chuck Jones made famous through the hilarious classic cartoon characters of the Roadrunner and Coyote. Throughout my decade-long zookeeping career, I have traveled and worked with a wide variety of animal species and have even worked in a variety of habitats. To the flatulent cows of a cold New York farm, to the smooth olive skin of the deceitful dolphins in Hawaii, I have been to and seen a lot of wildlife and their habitats. But one place that has stuck with me, leaving behind a warm spot, or I suppose I should say a hot spot, in my heart was the Mojave Desert. From caring for to spotting these iconic animals on desert hikes, there's so many amazingly weird creatures that call the American desert home. Chaguala, desert tortoise, rattlesnake, bighorn sheep, pupfish, scorpions, as well as both of the two animals we will be talking about in today's episode. The Roadrunner and Coyote. Not only will I go over some of the weirdest facts about the actual animals, but by the end of today's episode, I will also bust so many misconceptions with facts that are 100% true and are oh so good and so juicy that it will blow your mind like an acme bomb does a hole in the ground for Wally e. Coyote to fall hundreds of feet into, yet not die. So, without further ado, let's get weird. For those of you unfortunate enough to have never watched Looney Tunes, let me put my judgment aside. How have you never seen Looney Tunes? Like, like I think it's a requirement for being a human being and enjoying life. Hey, I, I, I said put the judgments aside. I heard you, but come on! Looney Tunes, Bug Bunny, Daffy Ducks, Alpha, Tasmanian Devil. How have you gone through life without even watching this show? Sorry about that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for those of you unfortunate enough to have never watched Looney Tunes, let me actually put my judgment aside and explain to you just what this amazing cartoon is. In the cartoon series of Looney Tunes, in between rabbit and duck season, you can see short animated videos of the Roadrunner and Coyote, which takes place in the deserts of America. The episode starts with the thin and some would argue starving and desperate Wiley Coyote, who makes all sorts of Three Stooges-style slapstick comedy in hopes to catch and then eat the quick racing and some would say annoying Roadrunner. Meep, meep. 
using techniques such as painting fake roads on walls, digging large holes over inconvenient ledges, creating poorly constructed catapults, as well as spending a college-educated amount of money at the Acme store for products that never appear to work in the Coyote's favor. These wonderful Looney Tune cartoons give us the appearance that the poor desert coyote is guaranteed to be outsmarted and outraced by any roadrunner they may come across. When in reality, maybe Chuck Jones was a bit too harsh on the coyotes of the world. Why do you hate me? Now since you know the premise of the Looney Tunes show, it has come to my attention that, for those of you who have never watched this show before, that you may still need to know what a roadrunner and or coyote looks like. Alright, well, a coyote is just a scrappy-looking brown desert dog. That's, that's about it. While the Roadrunner, and this is the actual animal, not the cartoon version, looks like a sleek, back-feathered-coated miniature ostrich with a thin, long tail and spiked hair on top of its head. And if this still isn't helping, then you can go to Weird Animal Facts' Instagram page at WAF Podcast to see animals from each episode so that you don't have to Google it yourself. Although, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, or don't even have an Instagram, then I would think that Googling for images of a coyote and roadrunner may actually end up being faster than finding our page or even creating an Instagram. Anyways, either way, best of luck in your investigation! Let us start with the more uncommon of the two animals of today. The roadrunner. By the way, the roadrunner is a bird. A bird? A bird, you say? Well, since it's a bird, that can only mean one thing. And that one thing is that it is now time for... Bird Calls with Deidre. Where I attempt to do the bird's call based solely on how their call is described. Then we listen to the call to see how accurate I actually am. For those Looney Tune fans out there who have turned through their pages of their Acme bird call book, you'll see that it reads, Meep Meep, for the dialogue of the Roadrunner. However, if you open up a real bird book, like my Kaufman's Field Guide to Birds of North America, the easiest guide for fast identification, you'll read that an actual Roadrunner call is described as mostly quiet, but makes sharp billing rattling. <clears throat> Let's give this a try. And here is the actual call. Another description of this call in that Kaufman book says the song is a slow descending series of cooing notes. And here is my attempt. Now, let's hear what it actually sounds like. I think I was pretty close on both of those. However, though, if you are a bird nerd like me and really want to master the bird calls, then you do further research and go to allaboutbirds.org where they describe a particular type of call as sharp barking calls that sounds like a yipping coyote. Here's my attempt. And here is the actual call. sound like this. Just kidding. <laughs> that was the Roadrunner from the cartoon, Looney Tunes. Anyways, this has been... Bad <laughs> 
calls with Deidre. That's right. Yet again, cartoons have lied to us. The Roadrunner does not actually say, meep meep. Nor can a wild coyote properly operate a firearm or paint a scenic desert landscape on the side of a cliff. Yet, we can still appreciate both the cartoon and the actual animals. Many of us know about coyotes, and over the years, they have received a reputation of being sneaky and dirty. And what sneaky and dirty translates to someone like myself, who has a very good understanding of animals and the natural world, is that the coyote is smart and isn't domesticated. And the smartness of the coyote comes from their adaptability. Although coyotes have yet to adapt to use human cannons, many coyotes, including the ones that don't live in the deserts, have adapted to humans. And before I get too far, I would just like to make a disclaimer. Disclaimer! Do not feed wild animals. But wait a minute. In the bird and shark episode, you told us how to feed migratory hummingbirds. You're right, but unlike the coyotes who are very good at adapting to the changing world that is only changing because of us stupid humans, there are actually many hummingbird species that are at risk of becoming extinct, unlike the coyote. There's plenty of them. They don't need your help. Also, hummingbirds aren't carnivores, so for the common Joe, it's a little less frightening to see multiple hummingbirds fluttering around in your yard versus scrappy-looking coyote. By feeding wildlife, you will continue to attract them into human habitat. And not everyone is as loving towards animals as the rest of us. Therefore, by attracting an animal like a coyote or even a bear into human space can ultimately result in that animal getting murdered. And let me tell you that real-life coyotes won't bounce back like Mr. Wily Coyote does countless times. It's one and done in the human world. If you the loving, caring, animal-loving human that you are, would like to help the coyotes in your neighborhood not become a nuisance, which is the unofficial official term for a coyote that has been spending a bit too much time in the human world, all you need to do is not feed them. That sounds easy enough, right? But you could be doing this unknowingly. If you feed your pets outside, that could actually easily be attracting a coyote and then say bye-bye to Mr. Fluffers. Where is Mr. Fluffers? I haven't seen him in weeks. Or if you don't have pets or are one of those more unique animal parents of a reptile or bird and feed inside, then be sure your trash is properly contained so that it isn't too yummy smelling for those cute coyotes of the world. Together, we can save wildlife and wild places. Aside from the coyote's lack of bounce-back ability from hijinks gone wrong, one thing Looney Tunes did capture correctly is the fact that most coyotes do hunt alone. All by myself. Unlike wolves who are known for hunting in packs and working together, the coyote is a loner. One is the loneliest number. So perhaps lone wolf shouldn't be the saying, but instead, lone coyote. Oh, oh, oh! Fun fact, 1949 episode titled Fast and Furious was the first appearance of both the Coyote and Roadrunner. But in 1952, Wiley Coyote turned his targets to Bugs Bunny in Operation Rabbit, where that story might actually be based off of a Navajo tale where the Coyote tries to burn the rabbit from its burrow, only to get humiliatingly outsmarted by the rabbit. 
which is exactly what Bugs Bunny does to Wile E. Coyote. Awkward fact? If you watch this Looney Tunes episode, try not to get too uncomfortable by the fact that Wile E. Coyote talks. Like, it's weird. I mean, I still think about it to this day. Like, he's not supposed to talk. I don't know why they decided to make him talk just because Bugs Bunny talks. Like, could have worked without that. They have little signs. They put little words on. Doesn't need to talk. It's weird. It's weird. One solid and true fact about coyotes and roadrunners that absolutely puts Looney Tunes to shame is the animal's actual speed. Yes, it's called a roadrunner because it runs fast on the road, but anything tiny and cute while running looks super fast since human brains have to restart any time we see something cute. But this is not so for the coyotes. Where the greater roadrunner's top speed is close to 26 miles per hour and... Sorry for our non-American friends, but seeing that Looney Tunes and Roadrunners are an American thing, I'm going to keep it with the weird American ways of measuring for this episode. So, screw you, metric system, this episode. Yeah, fuck you, this is America. The coyote has been clocked at 35 to 45 miles per hour while in pursuit. And uh, in case you don't understand the math here, let me uh, get the count to break it down for you. I want to invite you to count, because as you do, you will find that you will reach the number 26. Nine counts before you ever reach 35, making 26 a smaller number than that of 35. Which tells us that the coyote is indeed faster than any roadrunner. Uh, 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 uh. Pretty mind-blowing shit, huh? However, though, in order for that coyote to chase after the roadrunner, they need to locate it. And the best way to do that is by using the five senses. And for a coyote, they've got those big ears, the better to hear you with. Big eyes, the better to see you with. But the best sense of the coyote is quite possibly their nose. The better to... Alright, they get it, they get it. We get the idea. Stop. But just like in the Looney Tunes cartoon, the roadrunner is a bit of a trickster. And that trickery has to do with their feet. No, their feet aren't just for running. Their feet come in handy in other weird ways. Think about a bird's foot. And I'm guessing many of you don't think about this as often as I do, since there are a lot of different species of birds out there. And with that comes different types of bird feet. Like there's ducks who have web feet, turkeys have that murder dagger in the back, birds of prey have the power of crushing skulls with their big strong talons, and songbirds have their cute dainty toes for hopping from perch to perch on beautiful branches so to scream the desire for sex first thing in the morning. With all these different types of bird feet, you may be asking yourself, what type of feet do the roadrunner have? For my die-hard fans out there, I would like you to recall the Mother's Day episode where we talked about the cuckoo. Because the cuckoo is in the same family as the Roadrunner! Kingdom phylum class! Order! Family, genus, species! And I'm not talking about the cuckoos, the Roadrunner's aunt, no, no. I'm talking about taxonomy! Kingdom phylum class! Order! Family, genus, species! And because the Roadrunner and cuckoo are in the same taxon family, they have got the same type of feet. Today's episode of Weird Animal Facts Explicit is brought to you by the letter Z, as in zygodactyl. Kinda sounds like a dinosaur, doesn't it? When you think zygodactyl, think of the letter X. Wait, 
Wait, maybe today's episode should uh, should be brought to you by the letter X. Y? No, not Y. Not the letter Y. Uh, X. The letter X. I have a point to all this rambling, I swear. Then make it. The zygodactyl feet of the Roadrunner have two toes in the front and two toes in the back. So that when the Roadrunner takes a step in the dusty desert floor, it leaves behind a footprint that is shaped like the letter X. And if the coyote's sniffer wasn't up to snuff and was tracking the Roadrunner the same way as us stupid humans, then they would take one look at that evenly distributed X-shaped footprint on the ground and be horribly confused as they wouldn't know which way the bird went. The X-shape disguises their direction. The Roadrunner Zygodactyl feet are brought to you by the letter X. Fun fact, the Pueblo tribes believed that the odd X-shaped footprints of the Roadrunner would ward off evil spirits. As for some pirates, they got horribly confused because they didn't know where to dig and find the buried treasure. <laughs> okay, alright, so that pirate part is totally fake, but the Pueblo tribe thing is actually a real fact. Double fun fact! Since the Roadrunner is a cuckoo, they are sometimes known for laying their eggs in another bird's nest and letting them care for it while they go out for a pack of cigarettes and never return. But in the case where Mama Roadrunner is doing her own raising of the young, she'll have a Mr. Roadrunner with her. As Roadrunners, unlike so many men nowadays, are monogamous. Do 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 do, monogamous. Do 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 do, monogamous. Do 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 do. That's one male, one female. The traditional, idealist American family. They're monogamous. 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 As a monogamous, mommy and daddy raise their young by feeding it is where we return back to the lies animated to us from Chuck Jones. If you believe everything you see on TV, then you would think that because the coyote tries to catch the Roadrunner by placing fake bird seeds in the middle of the road, that Roadrunners eat seeds. But you have been heavily mistaken, as Roadrunners are carnivores. Well, mostly. They will eat some plant material here and there, but they're, they're mostly carnivores. That's meat, buddy. As for the Roadrunner, this may be why the coyote had such bad luck with his hunting. You can ask any person who uses bait hunting as their form of hunting, which is smart in theory, but where's a sense of adventure in that? Anyways, these bait hunters will tell you that using the correct bait is essential when hunting or even fishing. If you don't use the proper bait, you won't catch what you're hunting for. And time and time again, Wiley Cody found himself catching sticks of dynamite, black eyes, trains, boulders, anvils, as well as major air as he mistakenly ran off a cliff. So... Wiley, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, maybe try to bait the Roadrunner with something it actually enjoys eating, like, I don't know, small rodents, spiders, centipedes, scorpions, lizards, or even a snake. And eating live animals is actually a benefit for the Roadrunner, especially since it lives in the desert. As we've mentioned, the desert is hot. And when it gets hot, our body requires water so we don't dehydrate. And animals are no different. In the Roadrunner's case, seeing that there really isn't much water to be found in the desert, the Roadrunner will get their water from the blood of its enemies. 
Okay, so it's not drinking the blood of other animals, but since blood is made of water, when the rodent eats like, I don't know, like a mouse or a lizard, for instance, it's also eating the blood of the animal it just scarfed down, meaning it's getting liquid. And one issue that this desert bird can face is too much salt. Birds found near the sea, such as the pelican, are known for getting too much salt into the system because of the salt water they hunt from. Therefore, as we learned from the brown pelican episode, the pelican has salt glands near the eyes that are used to secrete and be rid of any extra salt. And guess what? Roadrunners also have salt glands for getting rid of the salt in their bodies, just like the brown pelican. But the roadrunner isn't really living by any water, let alone salt, so then why do they even have salt glands? Do they really get that much salt into their system that they need to hurry it up and get rid of it all? The answer, uh, no. But here's why they do have those salt glands. Time to learn. Think about the best way your body gets rid of salt. Peeing. When you get too much salt in your body, then our body sends a signal to our brain telling you that you're thirsty. So you go and drink water. After we drink that water, that water goes through our body and comes out as urine. And that urine isn't just water, it's also salt. As well as a few other things that aren't important for this episode. As you can see, for us humans, to get rid of extra salt, we actually need to use quite a bit of water. And in the desert, if you happen to piss out all that liquid, then mother nature will see that as a big waste and can possibly think of a new renovation for you. Lucky for humans, we have this thing called plumbing and water treatment plants so we don't have to worry about running out of water. But the roadrunner isn't so lucky. So instead of wasting a bunch of water through peeing just to get rid of the extra salt, the roadrunner will practically cry out their salt via the glands under their eyes. Speaking of crying, it's time for me to bring myself to tears as I embarrass myself by attempting to read words that I don't know how to read. Scientific names are hard. I ask my roommate Emily to write down scientific names of the animals in the episode, and then I attempt to read them. And it's oh so much fun. Mwah. So we will start with the greater... No, what? We're going to start with the coyote, because I have a feeling that will be easier. Here is the coyote. Scientific name. Canis latrinus. Latrans. Latrans. Canis latrans. Maybe I shouldn't have started or ended with the easy one. Now we will go to the greater roadrunner. Open. Ha. What the fuck? <laughs> Geococax. Geococlyx. Californias. Anus. <laughs> Geococlyx. California anus. Bonus scientific names are hard. Scientific names are hard! You're probably wondering, how can there be a bonus episode of this as she already poorly attempted to do something that everyone does on a regular basis every day? If you have, in fact, watched any of the Looney Tunes cartoons of The Coyote and Roadrunner, you'll know that at the beginning of the episode, as they introduce the two Charlie Chaplin-like cartoon characters, that under their common name is the Looney Tunes' own version of their scientific name. So let me present to you the bonus edition of Scientific Names Are Hard! 
Cartoon edition. We'll start with the Roadrunner. Acceleritira. Incredibus. Accelerita. Incredibus. Okay, so like accelerating. Incredible. And then Coyote. Carnivorous vulgaris. A little easier with the Looney Tunes one, but still not quite. Not quite easy enough for me. (laughs) Now I know that this podcast is nowhere near the comedy gold of Looney Tunes and their ridiculous, hilarious hijinks, but I really do hope that you enjoy it. And if you enjoy this show enough and want to help me make it better, then please consider supporting the show by clicking on the support the show link in the episode description. And if you have an animal you really want to learn about in my weird and wacky way, then send me a message at any one of the podcast social medias, like our Instagram at WAF Podcast. And shout out to Jason for doing just this and recommending a bear cat, which will be coming up in just a few weeks. So thanks, Jason. And thanks all of you wonderfully weirdos out there who have continued listening. And for those of you just tuning in, thanks. I'll see you all next week for another episode of the Wild Wild West Weird Animal Facts Explicit Podcast Edition. I'm so weird. You guys stay weird. Bye.